Welcome to Just a Taste. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, and production in food and beverage that are shaping the industry. We'll be speaking today with leading digital marketing expert, Wendy Alici. Wendy is Marketing Solutions Manager at KWSM Digital Marketing Agency. Versatile marketing and sales professional with nearly two decades of experience helping business owners find the right tools to tell their story. Wendy also worked as a professional business coach for entrepreneurs, helping them define their brand and create an effective marketing strategy. She has extensive experience speaking and training on a variety of business topics, including marketing, social media, and websites. She has a passion for connecting with people and building lasting relationships. Before joining the KWSM team, Wendy worked in marketing and business development for Fortune 500 healthcare companies. Her diverse background and experience have given her a deep understanding of what both customers and businesses need today in a complex landscape. Wendy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Scott. I'm excited to be here. All right. So you are uh, sitting right in the bullseye of a that seems to be really evolving almost on nine, 12 month cycles where uh, new technologies, new platforms uh, are being introduced. So it must be an exciting time for you. Um, to, to try and cut through that a little bit, what, what's at the tip of your tongue in terms of um, you know, recent trends in digital marketing that are exciting you, uh, that are working for your clients uh, really in the past year? What, what's emerged uh, that perhaps none of us have, you know, saw coming, but uh, is leading to results. Sure, you're right. Um, digital marketing is always changing, and there's always some new way and new thing to get in front of your audience. Um, something that we see in marketing, you know, over the last decade or more, is we're moving from uh, a push type of marketing into pull marketing, and that's where really digital advertising and marketing has made such a big difference. So um, those of us that can remember, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we would have uh, regular TV channel options where we were interrupted by commercials or in print advertising, you're interrupted by advertising in the middle of, you know, an article that you wanted to read. And the trends that have been happening for quite some time is people don't want to be sold to and they don't want to be interrupted. So that's why we see more streaming trends where people are opting out of being sold to. And that requires us to be much more creative in how we engage with our audience. So I think that is going to be the push that we all need to keep top of mind for our audiences is they don't actually want to be sold to. And they want content that is of value. Like, so if we're talking specifically about the, the food industry, um, I'm sure we could all agree that um, pictures are worth a thousand words and video is something that is really huge. So live video, the, th- the more authentic we can be, whether we're doing live streaming video on um, Snapchat or Instagram, this is like ephemeral content where it doesn't necessarily last, but people have to watch it in order to you know, see it because it may disappear in 24 hours. And that's a good opportunity to have your audience see maybe some behind the scenes um, footage that's going on, um, watching you uh, make something, a recipe, uh, talking about a special ingredient, talking about um, how you shop for the best ingredients, things like that are, you know, anything you can let them do to invite them in 
uh, instead of interrupting them is really a trend that I think is going to be growing. And it also requires us as marketers to be, you know, much more creative about the way we go about things. Um, another big trend that we're seeing is the use of chatbots. So we probably maybe all experience this when we're on a site and we see someone who you can instantly chat. Uh, and that person or that chatbot, which is actually not a person, it's artificial intelligence, is programmed to answer specific questions. So say you were to visit a website and you were interested in maybe happy hour or a recipe or something special and something popped up and said, oh, did you have a question? And then you type in there, yes, like where do I get more information or how do I um, take advantage of this? And that chatbot is programmed to respond to you. Um, little do maybe the audience know that those things are actually built into a funnel that can then reach out to you potentially by text, by email, um, target you when you're in an area, target you when you speak about something that relates to that or visit that site again. So that's a really integrated system that's not just using AI to kind of do your customer service and reach out to people and engage people but it's also incorporating, you know, a much deeper marketing system of uh, ads that are connected to that, that may lead people through a process to build that relationship with you and build that interest in what you're doing. Mm. So I think those are two things that have been around for a little while, but I think contain the most mystery um, out there of how do I use this to actually help me? And there's so, more, but I, I thought I'd take a break to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot there and there's a, a bit we can unpack too. I mean, uh, in, in speaking with, uh, you know, the, the AI approach to, uh, to chat, I think there's a few things there. Uh, one, which is on, it's, it's on one side of the ledger and it's obvious, which is, you know, how can we provide customer service without potentially needing to, um, you know, pay individuals, but we'll take that and we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll set that aside. It's not too pertinent here. Um, but what it does is it allows people to get answers instantly, which I think is, is, uh, part of the trend there, which is, uh, you know, no one has any interest now or the, the patients, uh, to an expectation to sit there and wait five, 10 minutes to talk with someone and get an answer. And if AI provides that instantaneous response, then it's, it's an area that companies are going to invest in. I mean, it's, you know, the reason why I, I think even uh, in the restaurant business, you have so many fast casuals. It's like, well, I don't want to sit down and wait for someone to come serve me. I want to go up there, tell them what I want. I get my food and I'm off and on my way. So it's just an extension almost of that. And then you also mentioned, I think there's another trend you're, you're, you're touching on there, which is the obtaining data from them, correct, uh, that allows you to target them in a specific way as well. And then uh, the third that you're mentioning, I think it's probably, you know, the full arrival of Seth Godin's permission-based marketing, which is uh, your your push versus pull. And I want to touch on that a little bit because uh, it's very different, right, than than the way companies have advertised for decades, you know, it was, um, you know, buying airtime, buying print time, buying billboard time, et cetera. 
and it's a big shift. Are are you do you find that it is difficult for companies to make that shift? And uh, what are the barriers that you help them overcome so that they can understand that? Hey, let's do it this way instead of that way. Right. No, that is something that we do overcome with our clients. And generally, uh, and I think this is going back to a really good point overall, old school, is that having a strategy and a plan matters, you know, regardless of what trends are coming and what new things are out there. It's really good to look holistically at a business and their goals and what they want to accomplish through marketing. Uh, And make sure that you can tailor, you know, all of these new trends to actually reach those goals. And sometimes they're not always the best thing. Sometimes um, there are traditional things that work. And sometimes it's a combination of some traditional and some of the newer trends. And I think for us, um, what really helps people, and you mentioned the word, is data. You know, when you show a business the power of the behavioral analytics that are going on between Google and Facebook and Instagram and all of these platforms, um, there is data back, you know, behind there to support most of these types of campaigns. So, you know, every business is looked at holistically, their goals are looked at holistically, and it's saying, let's look at the data to see what could happen using these new trends. And I think that's a really good recommendation is you have to go in there, uh, kind of let the data prove, you know, how this can work for you, at least show you um, some ways that it may support you in your marketing efforts and allow you to kind of set your budgets accordingly. And that's what we do with most of our clients is we really stop first to develop a strategy and a plan. And we, when we do that, we take a really macro view at their business and, you know, what are the campaigns that we can offer? What is the location? What is the demographic? Who are the competitors? Um, and what are they doing? You know, sometimes you find a space where other people are using these types of trends and a business isn't, and it's, it's really beating them. You know, so a lot of it depends on their location, the demographics, um, what their competitors are doing locally when it comes to food. Uh, and there's so many different things you can do. Uh, you know, ju- we just talked on a couple trends. There's influencers, there's food bloggers, there's live video, there's chatbots, there's social media. Um, and content will always be king and being able to tell that story on all of these platforms or the platforms that will, you know, have the data that supports you is really the way to kind of be in front of your audience as much as possible, being in the right place at the right time. And then the other part of that equation is having good content. And I think, like you mentioned, Scott, is that we've gone from a place of thinking that content is about selling to content really needs to be in a place about of engaging and offering value. And that's where you have to have a strategy and a plan. Like how do can I engage and offer value to my audience? Because if I don't, they're going to tune me out. And one thing we hear from a lot of the brands that, that we work with is that it's a challenge to scale their content. Um, you know, if we, if we put our shoes in the ourselves in the shoes of the brand marketer, at a food and beverage company, uh, we can only imagine what their day is filled with. 
right? They've got meetings, they've got HR, they've got this, they've got that and everything else. Yet they have, you know, assumingly 365 days to cover, right? Um, I mean, ideally, uh, you're, you're, you're active all the time. Um, and, and yet, you know, in a perfect world, you have 365 days of, you know, wonderfully curated, high production value, perhaps content. So you just have a, a serious production challenge there. Um, right. I, I, you, you work with, uh, you know, familiar with your agency, you work with literally, I think, 100 different companies across different industries. How do you help them solve that challenge of, of, of almost perpetual need for content and perhaps probably some quality concerns they have about making sure that it's good content too. Good. I guess we're going to put that in big air quotes. So two questions, how do you help them scale? And then how do you help a company understand what is good content? Because their perceptions may think, oh, if I take a photo, it has to be perfect, right? It's got to be perfect. Well, okay. Now you've just created a week long project for yourself. Um, I asked you a lot there, but go ahead, run with it. <laughs> sure, sure. I'll go back to the foundational um, portion of that. And what we see with a lot of the people that we work with is, is they don't have a strategy. You know, they are putting up good pictures every day. Um, they do write blog articles, but they're not maximizing that. So I think by going back and having a strategy and a plan that does, you know, correlate with your calendar and what you have going on is hugely important. And I know, like, I could speak more specific. I'm, I'm being a little more general, so it does apply to maybe anyone who's listening. Um, but you have to really look at what's coming and how do I maximize this content. So in most cases, we see people sporadically uh, posting good content, but they're not consistent. So that's something that really needs to happen. And I think when you have a plan and you know what you're going to do and you know what's coming up, uh, it makes things a lot easier to come up with content instead of having to, you know, fly by the seat of your pants or have someone maybe on staff that, you know, fills in and does that when things get busy, but isn't actually, you know, trained to do that. Mm. So in our case, um, you know, sometimes we train and we consult and we offer a plan that, ha- you know, is a 30 page plan on here's what you're going to execute over the next six months. And you can hand that off to your marketing, you know, department or your um, administrative people who are actually executing that marketing and they have it in hand to be able to, you know, be a foundation for what their activities are going to be. Two is we consult and we educate. So we'll train people on what does make a good story as it relates to your business and your goals. And then three, we wouldn't be an agency if we weren't, you know, the outsourced option for a lot of those businesses who just don't have the bandwidth, you know, to stay on top of it all the time. So I think depending on the budget and and the bandwidth of support that you have, either through your internal team or the vendors that you work with, um, one is you have to have the strategy and plan. And two is you have to make a plan for who's going to execute this on a regular basis. So I think a lot of times when we work with someone, you have to set aside that time to have the setup process. So whether that's once a month you're doing videos, um, you're contracting with a writer that's writing blog articles, you know, it, it has to be a plan to be executed as well. I don't know if that answers your question. But it did. It is. It's overwhelming to a lot of people, and but it's important. Yourself is probably 
probably a fool's errand. Uh, uh, the, the so-called hard work up front of, of actually thinking and planning is both going to be more effective and probably uh, more sane for you because you're not waking up as a brand manager every day saying, what am I posting today? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? Uh, but actually, uh, you know, getting in front of it and having that plan is, is just, it's critical. I, 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 it, it seems as if particularly in food and beverage that the transition is underway from companies thinking traditionally spending literally fifty hundred thousand dollars for a single print ad uh you know focusing on fsis and coupons uh which still have their place in in promotional uh avenues but you know used to be the driver uh, i can remember my own mom clipping the coupons every sunday morning out of the newspaper right. um and and that food and beverage and consumer packaged goods, uh, while perhaps a little bit, um, I don't know if behind is a fair word, but catching up a little bit um, as retail in that area evolves as well. We're focusing on digital. Um, before I let you go, I, I like to ask people that are real experts in this area, when you encounter a brand, and we can talk about any industry, what are some of the biggest mistakes that they make that that you just see over and over again? And you've mentioned data, so perhaps I'll, I'll, I'll offer that, that you know, not looking at your data or not capturing your data might be one. But um, what, what, are the, what are the things that you, you almost wish, oh, please stop doing that? Or, um, <laughs> you know, it, it might be budget malfeasance or something like that. But what are some of the biggest mistakes that you would just love every brand manager out there to know moving forward? I do think it is, you know, going back to the strategy and plan, which is, you know, I know something I've reiterated over and over again, but I think that is the most common thing that we've seen, or we've even um, brought on clients who initially had a brand, you know, a strategy and a plan. And then it was, you know, six months ago, a year ago, and they haven't taken the time to look at the data uh, and revisit that plan to see if it's actually working. So those things work hand in hand. You know, you create a strategy and a plan, and then you look at the data to make sure that your strategy and plan is working. And then by looking at the data, you can say, wow, this is really working well. Uh, this is not working well. And really figure out who is your audience that is listening and engaging with you and speak and curate more to them. So I think that's like one of the most obvious things that is overlooked. You know, it's kind of the foundational, if you if you had a compass that told you the way to go, the plan, the strategy, and the data that supports that is that. Um, I think on a daily execution level, the variety of content um, and the consistency of content uh, tends to be a challenge with people. So again, you know, a lot of people start out really excited, they have great ideas, and then it becomes kind of the status quo. And people get bored with it and kind of, uh, we say, set it and forget it and are offering the same thing all the time. And I think we know from our own behavior as a consumer that we're always looking for what's new and what's fresh. Mm. So I'm not offering any comfort to those brand managers in saying that eventually you can rest and eventually you can uh, set it and forget it. I think we're entering a period where, like you said, even nine and 12 month cycles are long. 
uh, especially in the food uh, industry. It's everybody's looking for what's new, what's fresh, what's hip, um, what's a better way I can do these things, how to do things, uh, and what type of experience am I going to have? And we need to keep putting that in front of people and telling the story. And that's not just coupons and invitations to uh, their restaurant or, you know, their blog or themselves as an expert, but that's how do I engage them on a daily basis and seem new and fresh and of value. So I think that comes into maybe one of my favorite parts about marketing in general is campaigns. And I think you build a strong foundation and then you continually refresh campaigns that are based on uh, that new freshness um, culture and brand voice and message that you have. Well, we can all be grateful that there's uh, partners like KWSM out there to help brands uh, and uh, brand managers. Before we let you go, I want to make sure that everyone knows how they can reach you. Uh, not surprisingly, your uh, you know KWSM is across, I would say, all social channels. Uh, but I want to point everyone to perhaps the hub of it, uh, visit kwsmdigital.com. And from there, you can access uh, all the different social channels. But I really encourage people because there is a section that is called social media tip of the day, uh, featuring who I only assume are employees of the agency. Um, just providing these quick little uh, hits like three ways to showcase your company culture on Instagram, adding keywords to your YouTube channel. Uh, only takes you a minute or two a day and uh, you can go to what I would affectionately call, I guess, KWSM University every day uh, and learn. So I want to encourage people to go there. Uh, again, that's kwsmdigital.com. I hope that people will uh, consider a conversation with you if they were interested in what they learned today. Uh, they can go a little bit deeper with you. So I want to thank, thank you very you much so for much, your time, Scott. Wendy. Yeah, thank you, Scott. It was a fun conversation. And I always like to geek out on marketing. And, you know, before we talk again, I'm sure there'll be lots of new trends and exciting things to talk about. We'll have you back to cover those as well. Thanks a lot, Wendy. Thank you for joining us on Just a Taste, a Chef's Best Production. Join us again next time as we talk to more experts in marketing, retail, and production in the food and beverage industry. You can always visit us at chefsbest.com to learn more.